0: The PC Movie Club Uh, This is me Aaron and my mother Lisa Hello And in this episode we are going to talk about The 1967 film uh, By Roman Polanski Called The Fearless Vampire Killers Which was originally titled Dance of the Vampires This is the fourth episode In the series Of vampire movies That we have been wanting to talk about And It's I'm really fascinated about this this specific movie that we're going to talk about because it we the last three movies that we were talking about in in general you could say that they were all kind of very alternative vampire films in a way like the two first ones the Swedish film Let the White right One In and the um, American Only Lover, uh, Lovers Left Alive were very unusual other, alternative perspective into the whole vampire mythology and the vampire um vampire theme you know they, they they weren't in itself they weren't horror films and they they discussed the vampires in a very unique way they just used vampires as a side thing to tell about something very uh, normal daily life things or or spiritual things or whatever and the third, the, the third movie that we talked about which was the South Korean thirst it was more like the deal with the family and it was like
1: of, a family affair
0: yeah it was it was It was a crazy palagon <laughs> of uh, a chaotic uh, kind of a mess of human uh, uh, emotions and uh, temperament and um, uh, more more as a as a real story or something i don't know how you could describe it but we talked about it in in the previous episode but this this one uh because so far because if you remember these were all uh movies that my mother liked uh that really impact my mother as a person who normally wouldn't like vampire killers so in a sense you could find the logic in it that okay they are not traditional vampire films and they they take vampires in a very uh, new kind of way to talk about them. So of course people who don't normally like vampires prefer, would like these vampire films. But our fourth one, the Fearless Vampire Killers by Roman Polanski, is actually quite a traditional. Vampire films in its in its core, you know, like the way they present vampires. But it's really strange movie by itself. Like, do you want to say something about it? Like, introduce
1: it. I would say that it's a comedy, Um, and but but not a farce or a screwball comedy, normal way. And uh, I think it's a funny story set in Central Europe. And maybe that's why it's kind of an original vampire thing, because it's in Transylvania, happens. They say it's in Transylvania, but it could be anywhere in the mountains of Europe. Yeah, it's and like Eastern European
0: l- landscape and setting, which is...
1: Yeah, it's a very beautiful. It's theater. like the
0: origin of the whole vampire mm. terminology so, and origin.
1: And the actors are all very good, and they are all Equal, uh, equal, partly, because that's important. I think not only the main actors or side actors; everybody's good, everybody, mm-hmm. and they act their part seriously. That's the point. Even in the if the happenings around the comical. the mm-hmm. the impression of this. Look, I could describe this film by by this episode with Herbert. No, there is a son of uh, this vampire Count von Krolok. He has a grown-up son Herbert, <laughs> and and he's a vampire too. Mm-hmm. But the uh, but the main persons of the film, uh, Professor Abronsius and uh, his help assistant Alfred, mm. who are the, coming to kill the vampires. Mm. Yeah, very, so they don't know this, and then the son is his. Um, Dealing there in one in the middle of the film with Al, Alfred in the castle, vampire castle, and uh, and uh, his this Herbert is clearly acting to be homosexual, <laughs> but then he doesn't pursue that at all. He wants to suck blood from Alfred, and when Alfred realizes this, he runs away. Alfred runs away to save his life, and mm. the way. Herbert runs after him, he's really serious, yeah. he's coming to kill, and it's very funny at the same time. That points out to me, I think, for the whole film, it's serious and funny and really, no. Okay. It's. Um, I I think also it's why it's successful. This film is very successful in in its comedy. So these kind of things keep keep, uh, repeatedly happening in this film all Mm. the time, and the spectator just cannot stop laughing. (laughs) All the seriousness and the the absurdness of it is is, uh, uh, hilarious. So, So, uh, for instance, the innkeeper, this marvelous actor, <laughs> this actor <laughs> Alfi Bas, who acts Joine Shagal, yeah. <laughs>
2: is a
1: Yiddish, Yiddish-speaking Jewish innkeeper somewhere in Transylvania. Mm. Yeah? So his his actions, each and every detail of him and all the others, also of course. So yeah. I I laughed for an hour. At least. <laughs> just couldn't, couldn't stop laughing about it when I remember it.
2: Yeah.
0: It's,
1: it's, uh, so, this is a kind of. Uh, but w- w- what
0: what is the story of the film? What, what the happens in The
1: story is film? Uh, this uh, Abrotius, Professor Abrosius which is marvelously acted by Jack McGowan mm-hmm. and uh, Roman Polanski, his helper, uh,
2: so they, they are coming director.
1: from a University of. Uh, what was the university? It's <laughs> it's um, in different parts where they are saying it. It's differently written, like Königsberg. It's things like Königsberg, really, but Germany. Or something. But but in the film they pronounce it Kro <laughs> or just wait, <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: well, I have a DVD which uh, I own a DVD. This, it's uh, a Swedish one. Yeah. So this makes a little uh, kind of a uh, problem. But it's, they talk about Koenigsberg. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, they are going around looking for vampires mm. and want to kill them. And they have all the equipment in their bag. Garlic, the crosses, mm-hmm. and the, the standard steak, thing. The stick. The big stick, the wooden from hardwood and um, the hammer mm-hmm. to to hit through, through the hearts, and the, all the traditional things what they mm-hmm. need for vampires. And so they're lucky. They go, they enter to an innkeeper, this Joine Yo- Shagal, and his wife Rebecca Shagal, and the daughter Sarah, who is played by Sharon Tate, and they, so they come into the inn and find out by accident that there's a nearby a castle with a real vampire living. Mm. Yeah. And, yeah. And
0: and the, the professor is looking for vampires, and then he's he's all the time like when he when he finds the first clues that oh there's a there might be a vampire around. His his eyes are like shining, and he's like really happy. Like, ooh, we are close to vampires, and he really was. He
1: takes to... it scientifically. That's the point. He takes it very, very serious. And Alf, Alf, uh, Alfred, too. And they they go after the vampire. And so they are not afraid at all. Alfred maybe, but no,
0: Alfred is very afraid. That's the total distinction of these characters. Like the professor mm-hmm. is very naive and very like there's no fear at any point in his in this character in this film like he's literally the fearless vampire killer of the movie so yeah. to say yeah
2: like, but
0: yeah. but the alfred is based, is kind of the the scared one he's 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 all the time really afraid and he's all the time looking around and he's like He's like the person who is ended up in this situation where he doesn't know if he's safe or not. So no, we I mean, can identify ourselves. Yeah, we are kind of him. the Alfred in a way, like but, in that sense. But then the professor is kind of the humorous uh, light side of it that we can kind of, from him, we can get the sense of l- laughter or lightness of the humor, you know, like because he's not afraid and we know, in a way, we can trust in him. Uh, we can we can la- lash to him in a way that we we don't have to be afraid because we know that he's going to be okay he's yeah not...
1: that's exactly the point i think yeah, you so got it, it so also this. there's a side part here that Alfred falls immediately in love with sarah the, the innkeeper's daughter, yeah. so that is kind of preventing him to be from being too afraid because he's infatuated. his point is to have Sarah.
0: Yeah, whenever whenever Sarah is is in the movie, he doesn't fear fear. He is like uh, there is uh, at some point Sarah is uh, kidnapped and they can to the castle, and uh, it kind of, it makes a double reason to go to the castle, is to to, to mm-hmm. rescue the Sarah, and also to just scientifically to, because, well, not only scientifically, but it is very clear that the professor was to kill vampires. Like, he, he's, his whole, like, mission is to go there and kill them. like To he, save
1: the world. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: that's apparently what he wants. He's like yeah, fascinated he's about bats. Really yeah, he's a like he's a professor, he wrote books about bats and stuff like that. But then he um then but and then in the castle, Alfred is all the time afraid of the castle. It's all the, it's all this eerie. It's a very beautiful, gothic vampire castle with this eerie, dreamlike atmosphere. Everything's it's really old. It's it's one of the most beautiful vampire castles or castles in general that I've seen in in a film. And the, he's all the time afraid. But then he sometimes hears this singing of Sarah or or, or yeah, the, yeah. The, you know the voice of her and mm-hmm. he immediately kinda of forgets about being afraid and he just goes along that 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 music that song that, mm-hmm. that uh, the sound that he hears and it kind of uh reminds me of this idea or philosophy in a way that you know love uh, in a way um, or desire you know this or, or in let's say like sexual relief, it revives um, us from fear of death.
2: Yeah. You know, it
0: counterbalances the, like, I think Hemingway has been talking about this also. Like, I remember Hemingway in the Midnight in Paris movie of Woody Allen, he talked, it was <laughs> a really beautiful dialogue where he talked about it, how,
2: yeah.
0: how we can escape the fear of death
2: through, yes, through oh, this, yeah. these
0: emotions, you know, it's um, the o- only moment in our life when we don't, you know, really are not afraid of our mortality. And I think this kind of it, it, it thats I think that's the point of Sarah in the movie in a
1: way. And, and yeah, it's kind of universal uh, ideas in this, uh, in, put into this story mm-hmm. formed, but the details—it's amazing all these li- details that are taken care of. Like in the beginning thing when they are coming with the sleigh, ding ding. They're coming with the sleigh and the, the wolves are after them and the <laughs> professor is frozen and the, then yeah. Alfred has an umbrella. That's yeah. It. No, an umbrella in the
2: <laughs> I wintery
1: landscape, and he hits the wolves with the... It's a serious matter, it's really serious, They're going to be, he's going to be dead, killed. He hits the wolves with the umbrella, and the wolves take the umbrella and run away. With yeah, the umbrella.
2: I was so... so all was,
1: those details, are, uh, you, you all can almost not notice it, but, but uh, all those are taken care of really. Mm-hmm. And there's one point, you know, there in the more in the to the film which I really like is that Alfred is afraid so he eats a garlic, a whole garlic. <laughs> yeah. They many times they eat the garlic and I'm thinking oh I should try that, but it's possible really to eat <laughs> like to bite into garlic like and eat a... yeah, so yeah, he has sure. a little speck of a uh, white garlic on mm-hmm. his upper lip the and skin. it stays there
0: the skin of the because you don't yeah it's,
1: yeah it's so it's a little, this little speck mm. is there and it's not taken away during the filming It tastes there i like that very much mm. it's kind of a flaw which is real life
0: it's it's kind of transmits the energy of the moment you know they are they are kind yeah. of full of the scene and full of the moment and the motion of their action and they don't notice something like that you know they just keep it and I love, I like that kind of stuff. It, it,
1: and they it, go endlessly, they go into the deep deep, into the seriousness of, like, when the innkeeper, Joine, uh, comes, uh, they, he comes back from, uh, first he's taken away, it's a or something, he, he comes he back after, and he's frozen.
0: He went after Sarah, because he was kidnapped, and he went after Sarah, and then he came back. He came
1: back, and they opened the door, and they, they There is this glingly, glingly, gling again, and they go and open the door, and he's frozen, and they (laughs) roll him around a little (laughs) in the inside, and he's completely frozen. And what? This wife, this Rebecca, starts to scream. Whoa, whoa, is a great moment.
0: It was brilliant. She went outside, and then she, she makes this really loud, oi! Oy,
2: yeah.
0: oy, 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 oy. Oh oi, 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 And she just, just keeps doing this oi, 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 and, brilliant. and I love end, the
1: wife. Yeah. Just like, uh, she's a fantastic actress, mm. this. And the way she looks with the little uh, messa, you know, the little yeah. hat and yeah. uh, the all this uh, knitting mm. things around on her, on her big figure, and she acts a person, just she's the innkeeper's wife.
0: Yeah, and I love it. There's this this uh, subplot with the innkeeper, like the innkeeper, the Yiddish innkeeper. There's a, a lot of story with, uh, with him, uh, surprisingly, in the movie, and he he has this thing that in the in the night he always creeps away from the from his bed and he goes to
1: Magda, to, to Magda the servant.
0: Yeah, to Magda. <laughs> To to the servant woman that he's he's totally obsessed with you know and he wants to have her you know he's very passionate about her and but they don't have any affairs he doesn't care about the innkeeper but the innkeeper goes to her room every night to to seduce her and but he cannot he's this stupid idiot innkeeper and I love it you know the first night that we see in the movie the wife uh, also wakes up and she knows that he goes every night somewhere and he. He, he wants to go to check there the at Magda's room and I love it how he she takes this huge sausage yes. from, the, from the roof and then, <laughs> then she's really ready to pass anybody with this huge sausage like it. She's this huge woman with this sausage and really mad all the time. And like,
1: seriously mm. she's doing it, she's acting the part mm perfect, it's she takes this life she is the innkeeper's wife
0: yeah and and that's the the, the 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 for me it really feels like the the in this movie like the best thing about this movie is really i feel the characters like i really love every character in this movie they they are really well written and really acted like there is the the innkeeper, the Yiddish innkeeper, which i think is a uh, one of the most fantastic vampire incarnations because it's a it's a Jewish yes. vampire <laughs> that's really brilliant it's like I wonder why nobody has ever done this There, see he he incorporates in the movie my my favorite joke of the whole movie is when the innkeeper turns into a vampire and they are after him and he he just That's the funny thing about the movie, also, is that mostly, most of the time, like the the innkeeper is not a scary vampire. He's just running away from everybody, you know, because he doesn't want to get killed, and he's not really a scary vampire. He's just he's he's the same, but his face is pale. That's it. He's a vampire, and he's running away. And he, after that, the only thing he's all the time wants to do is to go and bite Magda. Now he's a vampire. So then he goes in from the he comes from the window to Magda's room, and Magda is really scared, and she takes the cross from her uh, wall, and and she shows it in in front of him, in front of her, and the the sagal, the innkeeper just starts laughing, and 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 he says with this very Yiddish voice, "Oh, you oh you have the wrong vampire."
2: You know, <laughs> because vampires
0: usually they it works, and he's Jewish, so it doesn't work.
1: It's yeah. brilliant.
0: It really makes a joke about the whole yeah, religious also, elements of yeah. this whole vampire thing. And
1: but I think that this in the whole film, this Polanski makes fun of his Jewishness, his own Jewishness, endlessly. You know? yeah. yeah, he yeah. puts it in naturally, kind of. I, I like. Makes I like, a lot uh, of. Uh,
0: I like to see this kind of early Jewish humor, you know, like, nowadays we've seen it more and more, but uh, I don't know if I've seen it that much.
1: Yeah, we have seen times. it in, you know, Eitan and Joel Korn's film, uh, which film was it, that he had, uh, in the beginning, there was this Jewish innkeeper's house in in uh, somewhere in Europe. It was The Serious Man. Ah, oh, The Serious Man. Yeah, it but starts the whole, the whole
0: film is total Jewish
1: yeah, it's different. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's different, a, it,
0: and it's a new film. But I, what but, I'm talking about is like an old film. But
1: you know? I remember this because it's kind of a, a, a traditional thing, you know. Those Jews in the Middle of Europe are like that. You go yeah. in the mi- dark night and open yeah. the door and comes yeah, the light and true. the Jewish inkeeper. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: But and uh, with uh, that. Continuing with the characters, I, I, the professor is this really, this nutcase. He's really, he's... he's Into his
1: business. He's,
0: yeah. but, but just the way the actor plays the character is like, it's, I think he's the most screwball character. Like, yes. the movie is not a screwball, but yeah. the professor is one huge screwball yeah. universe. He, he's His whole... Character. I'm serious, he's
1: really serious. he's
0: serious and but his his way of behaving is so caricaturic and it, it's yeah, real, it's you, real, but it's it's you very remember real. his
1: hands when he was working on the roof, balancing himself he has like stick hands, and he's using them a lot it's just incredibly sticks,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah it's really the
1: way he works oh,
0: his whole physics he's such a I I'm all the time fascinated to look at him. He's such a he has this huge red nose
2: yeah. and his
0: his face is like elastic. He's all the time making mm-hmm. faces and doing things. Uh it, he really puts everything into that character. It's very funny. Uh, and also then there is um uh the the Krolok the Count, Ka- Krol- Count
1: von Krolok.
0: Krolok, who is like, well, he's like Dracula, basically. Yeah, he's like Dracula. He's, he's like but,
1: Christopher Lee. Yeah, he's
0: he's total Christ his total uh, copy paste of Christopher Lee, and with he, with his fangs and how he attacks the victim, mm. and uh, he plays. He's the most serious, you know. He 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 doesn't bring out any kind of. Uh, comedy per se, you know, he,
1: Yeah, he, yeah.
0: he's, he's the most normal, he's, he's <laughs> no, like, no. yeah, he, he's just, he's who he is, and he's count, and he doesn't make weird jokes, you know, he's very yeah. charismatic, he plays the like,
1: head, head of the vampires, yeah,
0: yeah, he, he plays maybe it like, that's
1: why uh, this film reminds me, uh, like, I, it doesn't remind me anything ever. It's it's unique, mm-hmm. but nearly what it reminds me of the, is the weaker man, because there is a, yeah, can you believe it? Mm-hmm. It's kind of the impishness and the serious acting and happy mood and so on in it. And then, then this uh, Christopher Lee corresponding like for, to Count von Krolok. Mm-hmm. There is a. Kind of a connection but a completely different story. So only thing
2: yeah,
0: is yeah, that yeah I can I can see the similarity in the way that Christopher Lee is kind of everybody either either everybody's there is somebody okay. who is being wa- wondering about the environment like the Alfred character compared to the policeman in Winkerman. Then there is the people around who are kind of adapted to the environment. Mm-hmm. uh who are can be very light and humorous in a way very light characters and then there is the central kind of um uh grounded character which is the either Christopher Lee's character in Vickerman and the Count Krolok in this one who is kind of the strong base of the yeah, environment that, like right. he he's in control of of everybody mm-hmm. like everybody in that in around the castle they all refer uh Everybody around the, the the castle in the village, all so everybody refers to the crown corlock as your. What was it called? They said your... um not highness, but like your
1: lordship. I don't remember.
0: Something like that. Your no, your highness, see. your lordship. <laughs> they are like they're like like they are his like his peasants, you know, that he, he, yeah. he can control, and they and.
1: Then there's also Son Herbert, which is a uh, individual character completely. And uh, who, then, what who, about this Son uh, Herbert? Herbert, Herbert,
0: it's. Who. So yeah, yeah, the the son of of Count Krolow, which was you you mentioned it already. Before, yeah. That he has this, I I love watching him. I yeah yeah. I, when he comes into the scene. Oh, he's full of magic. He's he's, yeah, he's, he's full of sed- magic. He's the magical character who yeah. just—he's—he takes like uh, there's there's this—he's um, the seductive vampire type, mm. you know. He's he's the he's that we I can totally see in his character the the thing about that we now have started to like about the vampire. because pre- previously they were more like Christopher Lee that this discount. Dracula or, you know, stuff like that. But then it became this, you know, youth thing. Vampires became like this handsome, beautiful, young uh, men or women, you know, that, you know, like, like interview with the vampire.
1: Yeah, new generation. Uh, new
0: generation of, of these beautiful, seductive, uh, passionate, gothic vampires. And at uh, this, this. This Heppard, this son, really is like a prototype of this, you know? Yeah,
1: it's and he had his blonde hair. Yeah, and, and you know, he remi- reminds me of, of uh, Lucino Visconti, this Ludwig II, oh, yeah. this crazy <laughs> king of Bavaria. Ah, <laughs> okay. Yeah. He's living in the castle. It says, and beautiful. And he was acted by, I think, who, was it Helmut Berger or somebody? Very beautiful man.
2: Mm. And I, and, and, mean?
0: and I like in Herbert really that that homosexual tension that. Yeah, that and it's so
1: surprising when he drops it, and he is really a vampire. He's not. A yeah, vampire, and, and and. To this to
0: this uh to this subtext that or innuendos, I, I want to go later on, but it's kind of like in, in that scene or, or with Herbert it's all the time suggested that he's like trying to seduce him as a a man against another man, you know. Yeah. Like he all the time behaves that and it's so clear but it's it's more a joke to the audience that you interpretate it as that. Yeah. And it's in reality well, it's he's kind of just six, a vampire. But but it's all about Alfred being all the time like, is he hitting on me? You know, is is this guy for real? You know, what's what's happening here? And like then he sees
1: the the mirror, and the man is not for real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't show in yeah. the mirror. In, but yeah. did you see Herbert uh, running? This yeah. is the best part of I think yeah. everything. He takes up his pyja- py- uh, no, his dress. He has a dress pajama. He takes it up, and he runs no, he, with his he, bare feet yeah
0: he, he doesn't he dig it up he just
1: not starts up, running. up but he takes it so it don't prevent him running and then he runs jump, jump jump with those legs as fast as he can so can he bring up this Alfred and Alfred is in perilous danger mm, wonderful yeah. running
0: yeah and that and that's really like um the beauty of like in in you mentioned it or before, uh, also, and, and I really think that in this in this scene, like in this character, and that that because um, there is uh, this when he starts running after Alfred, it's really scary.
1: <laughs> scary. He's
0: he's running. It's it's so fast and it's so in impactful. You know, it's so there's so much impact he, in that, that 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 energy old. that it really brings the horror of the movie. Yeah, oh, it's it really it. it's kind of a horror. And then there's this moment when Alfred is like uh is running after him and uh he goes uh, uh around after this corner, he's...
1: around no, this corner. Be him. What? He's not running after him. Yeah, I mean, is... Al- yeah,
0: Alfred is running before him like yes. like I mean away from him and he goes around this corner and and he comes into this kind of uh around uh pass or something and the and, and the vampire stops you know
2: yeah.
0: after him like he, uh, he on on the corner and then the alfred runs around this this structure because he's just scared and then he doesn't know that he's just coming back mm. and he comes right in front of him to mm. the vampire and they look at each other for a while like it's kind of a funny buster mm. keaton moment or something you know and then he starts running after, him. and this is this, this choke no, in the middle. No, no,
1: they don't run. They, they he catches him, and they start to fight. Ah, yeah, yeah. They And start fighting that him. is a great thing in the screenplay because Alfred just like that doesn't get away from him. He yeah, comes yeah, yeah. back, and they have to fight, and they have to bite each other. Yeah,
0: that's so true.
1: Like, yeah, and it's I think, great
0: and, and and this it's a really fun joke I really I really love how they executed it it's perfectly paced out moment uh, that specific joke and it really for me it really says a lot about the balance of the humor and horror in the film because comedy and horror together are extremely difficult uh, to put together in a balanced way and this you can see a lot of movies where it fails and then there is uh, many movies that does this really well and they say that it's really one of the hardest aspects of a filmmaker to achieve
1: yeah that's what I'm to, I'm wondering that very much yeah. how he did it so well
0: so in this movie it's so so that, that to in the, in the film to actually like be to go from from a joke straight away into a scary moment that you can you can laugh and frighten the very next mm. seconds, you know. It's very difficult to make it work really well and um you can I'm really like for example Herbert's character that you can in that character they balance it really really well. That he he's kind of scary but there is this fun fun element in the in that in the in his character.
1: I think that Roman Polanski has special uh, kind of genius uh, quality, when he can see that in in how it's going to be in a film.
2: Yeah.
1: You don't see it at the moment, how it succeeds. You see it in the film later, also the editor, maybe. But uh, yeah. we have to also give uh, credit to the cinematographer. He he's making... Good job in this one. It's a kind of a fairy tale scenery all over, wonderful one.
0: And then, and then we have. It's
1: the, Douglas Slocombe. Douglas Slocomb is the cinematographer. Uh,
0: and then we have the like. But I wanted to also mention from the characters we have, the servant, the assistant of the vampire.
1: No, I want to point because you were talking about from the beginning when we started the series, you were talking about the caretaker of the vampire, which is important. So here we have another caretaker, even if they don't call it, but you, you got it. It's kind of a servant, but he's a caretaker of this vampire. He is a hunchback. Kukol. 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 And <laughs> he has back. crazy
0: teeth. Yeah. It's <laughs> that's what I uh, wanted to say is like the, the just the whole character design and the execution is the craziest. I think it's one of the craziest character I have It's seen. even
1: more than the innkeeper here. It's it's complete character. Mm.
0: Yeah, it's it's like in in some sense the the way it, he looks is that it's just a basic guy like an actor, and they just pasted these elements into him like the the fake teeth and one of his leg is like huge double in size mm-hmm. than the other leg, and yeah. he has this hunchback and it looks it's one of the fakest characters I've seen like uh, let me put it another way it's one of the fakest makeups I yeah. have ever seen like when when he when we look at close uh-huh. close up of his face and he has these fake teeth,
2: yeah, it
0: all the times looks like he's about to spit them out
2: <laughs> yeah. because they just
0: come out of his mouth yeah, there's yeah, like no yeah. realism in this character yeah. he's he really really one of the unrealistic makeups I have seen, but he's so funny and he he takes this character the actor takes the character so much in. Of himself, you know that he he really incorporates that character. That we
2: believe, you, believe, yeah, you believe totally
0: it. this stupid makeup and this 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 weird character that he really is like that because he's really into that.
1: But do you remember this part? This part when uh, when the innkeeper, no, Alfred, Alfred goes after him when the professor tells him go now to the castle, and he goes uh, when this uh, caretaker. Kukol <laughs> comes to take the candles from the inn, a bunch of candles, and he goes with the horse, then sleigh uh, down away. So Alfred is jumping in the sleigh behind, and then yeah. they. St- Kukul stops. That's a very good, good part, you know, where you see it. Where Google stops and sees a wolf, a lonely wolf on the road. No, he don't reach him with umbrella or anything. He gets out of the sleigh, goes after the wolf, and eats him. And yeah, our, our it's, friend, it's really... He sees his uh, mouth bloody when he comes back. It's,
0: it's one of the... The fakest wolf eating scenes I've ever seen. I mean, yes. We were watching with Meryl, and we both couldn't really believe. Like, this is really cheap. No, he could not. Like, like it's. Oh, it's so. Oh, it's so cheap. Like it's. He. They stop with this, this table, and they're. It's, and all the wolves, by the way, are just dogs. They know They look nothing like wolves.
1: Ah, that's what I was wondering they, they but how just,
0: did they do that. No, they are just basic dogs. They're,
1: and you know and, what this and
0: and and the and the and the dogs the dog <laughs> it's not the wolf, it's a dog, the dog starts running away from the hunt's pack, and you can clearly see that the hunts pack has no way of uh, running getting to to chasing the dog
1: yeah. you know yeah.
0: to get get the dog because the dog is just so fast and the dog just ran away, but then they go around the cliff, and then we hear like oh like really bad sound effect. And then we see the hunts back running <laughs> without the dog, and his his mouth is covered with this the most fakest blood it 's just juice in his face in his yeah. blood like but covered all over it, right? no you i did that it 's really the cheapest <laughs> most yeah, eating scene it, ever but it 's funny to talk about it
1: <laughs> uh, the, i I like that scene very much. It's so character. It shows the character of this Google. And, uh, yeah so Nowadays, <laughs> yeah, exactly. nowadays yes. when they make, you know, like they have this new Tarzan now and everything. So all those animals are drawn, are animated.
0: Yeah, they
2: look. Re- That's even crazy. Worse,
1: yeah. What do they do to people nowadays? They can't see a, the original thing ever. Yeah. Well, we didn't see original. We saw dogs. Yeah, but yeah.
2: <laughs> but they funny.
1: look wolves in the beginning when he, when Alfred hits. They it. they
0: no they look very doggy, but they they make they they give they they do the effect. You know, the whole film the whole film balances cheap and majestic. Like the castle looks really cool, and they filmed around real castles. The, clearly like they look really real classes castles and I like that um, but some, some of the elements in the film are very like the Huntsback looks like I think the hunsback character itself is a perfect metaphor of the whole film in a way that it, it it's such a fake makeup but it's acted out so passionately that you kind of are tracked into that character and that that universe in a way. You know, you it feels in a way a real universe. And I like that. It's it feels a passion, you know, it feels like a passion project. It feels like they really went into this to this uh character. And like, also, like I also like I love like about the characters still. Like I love Count Krollox the the cape. You know, like he's he's this Dracula and he's like this very serious uh vampire who is the overlord of this village but I cannot help but whenever I see him with this red cape Mm -hmm. it looks like a Halloween costume it doesn't look anything like like something like a really terrifying vampire he looks really kind of funny to me like like he's just playing a vampire in his castle you know I love watching every time his red cape it just makes me somehow happy Mm -hmm. you know
1: no, I, I, it's like uh, he's on a Paris fashion show. Yeah, exactly. So, but, but <laughs> all of this together, I enjoy enormously. I don't mind. I, I think that this hunchback is a needed character. He's a very important character in the story. Yeah. He's, he's, and he acts his part very realistic. With all yeah, his. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jews uh, blood and anything. I believe everything of it, and yeah. it's very, very good, and it's very funny. I That's think. what I mean. It's like they
0: they put themselves into these characters and into this world, and that makes it uh, believable. Like
2: yeah, like
1: how it, did you they really... find this, these actors? I wonder how he how did he find these good actors? They are marvelous, the, and. Uh, when you think about Herbert, I go back to Herbert all the time. Mm-hmm. He's acted by Ian Courier. But I read that his voice is done by Vladek Schäbel. He His voice is somebody else's voice. Uh, like really? in the Let the Right One In, Vampire mm. you had another voice.
0: Wow. Yeah, you can see it. All in, the it.
1: little details are mm. impeccable.
0: You can see it in a, in a lot of sense. Um, that it's dubbed and sometimes it's it's kind of the voices overlaid of the the, the world. Uh, now
1: like you it, say it. I didn't. I didn't realize. I was so into this story. <laughs> I <I'm... laughs> uh, <and then, laughs> have. And
0: then like um, if if we kind of go from the characters into the last one that we actually. Well, the last ones that we didn't talk about, which were the Sarah and Alfred, which are played by Roman Polanski and Sharon Tate, who mm-hmm. were later than married, and I don't know if they met the first time they, in here and they so fell in love. On they this
1: probably set. met somewhere here because they married just after yeah. that. Yeah. So, but I think that Sarah. Ah, you want to say something about Sarah?
0: well, about Roman Polanski more, but what do you want to say about Sarah?
1: I want to say that Sarah is, um, see, it's, it's, um well, Sarah is part of, for me, Sarah is part of all this story and the landscape, and what, you No, know, there's so much happening in this film, mm. that you, your mind keeps busy all the time with those things, and then a lot of things are not said. Like, there's a lot of things mm. when you... And that's part of the brilliancy of it. So all these pictures we see, all the colors in the movie are very carefully thought, the landscape, all the running around, and all mm-hmm. the stops, and the, and the feeling of the cold snow and cold castle, mm. and the warmth inside the inn. It's, you remember the door when they closed it,
2: Yeah,
1: cold? quarantine, <laughs> yeah. that yeah. door. I,
0: I just, started remembering that same, shut the, the goddamn so, door.
1: <laughs> so now I come to Sarantin. Yeah. So, only thing in all this wonderful mess, not that the mess which is organized mess, is that she has the only task, to be utmostly beautiful mm. and a little simple-minded maiden.
0: Yeah, it's
1: And Mm. so she does that perfectly. She really does it perfectly. And Alfred is completely smitten by love. Mm. And his mind cannot function properly because of this uh, love. So she does her part, and that's just that.
0: Yeah, and that that kind of really nails the whole Alfred character. Because Alfred, for me, is the most uh, troubled character for me
2: because yeah. in this film?
0: yes in this film like he's he's the one that I have most trouble with oh yeah because uh, it's played by the director himself Roman Polanski and he looks very young it's very interesting and he kind of in, in a way he makes he's a very interesting character to look at because he's the director and in a way the whole film reflects Polanski's own kind of perspective to
2: yeah, everything. It's, it's,
0: the whole film is basically a projection of Polanski's uh, ideas and thoughts, you know, things mm. like, for example, the, it's set in winter, which Polanski likes winter, and it incorporates winter activities that he loved, for example, he makes literally a snowman
2: uh, yeah. in the
0: daytime for Sarah,
1: mm. you know,
0: which Polanski enjoyed, and then uh, Polanski enjoyed apparently a lot uh, skiing, and yeah. the movie incorporates skiing in one scene, which is even weirdly paced out because because <laughs> it's actually a chase scene. <laughs> it's a chase scene. They are chasing the vampire, which is a scary <laughs> creature. You know, of, even though it's the innkeeper and he's not really scary because he's and he's just running away to to survive. You know, he's not a scary vampire. And then they take skis, the Alfred and the professor, and they go uh, after him, and they go to these these slopes of of yeah. winter uh, snow,
2: mm-hmm. and
0: suddenly the music changes into this very light, funny, <laughs> do, 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 you know, like a montage of funny winter activities. Yeah. It's not anymore <laughs> a chasing of vampires. Vampire. Now it's suddenly a, sp- <laughs> uh, a home video of Polanski and his friend professor. just having fun in the winter you know it's such a strange and then another thing is the 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 all the little sexual tensions in the film because there's the saran Tate, which is Alfred himself which is the director kind of you know obsessed by this beauty which would Mm -hmm. later be his literal obsession of beauty of like his marriage Mm -hmm. and then he he has The Alfred is kind of also earlier in the film. He's he's uh, a lot of obsessed with the maiden, with Magda's uh, bosom. Yeah, because it's very it is. It comes out, and it's clearly like like uh, shown to the audience, like that he's obsessed.
1: But he's maybe a teenager in that film. Yeah, and
0: that's the point that I really wanted to say that he he represents this young youth. You know, he represents the childishness the the unexplored desires uh, fear the sexuality and he's kind of all over the place you know he's he's kind of doesn't know where to stand and it's kind of i saw it kind of as a reflection of like um, that, that it kind of uh, reflects against the professor who is this very fearless and old and their interaction between each other and the relationship really reminds me of uh, parenting and parenthood. Like the professor, in a way, is a father, and mm-hmm. Alfred is like the son. You mm-hmm. know, like when they are in the castle, Alfred is so scared, when they are at Count Krolok's castle, Alfred is so scared that he wants to sleep in the same bed as the professor. Yeah. And then the professor is like, looks at him really like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm going to sleep, you know. And it's like no, go to your own bed, what are you thinking, you know? Yeah. Just like a father says to a child when the child is too scared to sleep, but he has to go into his own room to sleep, but it's too mm-hmm. scary to sleep alone. And I really feel like a lot of a lot about this movie is centered around Alfred and this exploration of childishness. The whole movie feels in a way childish. It's it's very naive, very uh, uh, very light mooded, and it deals a lot about the horror on, on fear and being afraid and how it kind of balances with these two
1: yeah. when he has to go into the business real business of taking the wooden pole and hitting yeah. it on the vampire in the cellar he can't mm, do it exactly. it's too much. it's an yeah. adult business
0: and, and professor is really furious like He's God stuck damn, in the you,
1: window,
0: yeah. Yeah, you have to do it like, like passing the torch to the n- another generation. Or, yeah. You know, you, you, The young people have to do what they have to do, and he cannot do it. And Professor is really furious that why Oh yeah. Why you
1: do you it. Got it really you got it, you know. You got it. This is the real fearless. When you are adult, you have to be a fearless vampire killer.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's kind of, it's really funny how it...
1: Coming-of-age uh, movie. Yeah,
0: in a way. Um... But the, it's funny that you mentioned this, this this scene in particular, because this is, for me, also, incor- uh, it says a lot about why, like I said earlier, why it's so a little bit troubling for me, this Alfred character, because... And I'm just going to say that, for me, Alfred is really boring. He's such a boring character. And I, I whenever he's on screen... I I I start to get really bored. I I cannot follow the movie.
1: Ah oh, uh, well, maybe for me as a mother it's different because he's so pretty. He's a son. <laughs> yeah. He's really nice. He has these white trousers, perfect. Yeah. And then the red jacket and well, he's he's a son who's a very nice one. And and he's using his size, which is small. He's a small person. Mm-hmm. So he's using that to the full in the his act. It's it's uh, really courageous from him to act such a character and mm-hmm. make himself like a little slower, lower, less like, no, younger just, and smaller mm-hmm. and 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 not knowing and everything. And he's doing that and he's anyway the director. Yeah. He don't mind to show himself. He's not like Saddam Hussein or somebody. Else. <laughs> no uh, dictator like I can never be somebody less. Yeah, he can. he can and he wins.
0: Yeah, but he, my my my, the, like I said, the character itself is not maybe a problem, but his acting is really bad. I I, oh. I don't like his acting. Every line he says is dull and monotonous. Oh. There's no. Empathy in it, and that moment in when he's try have to stick the have to hit the stick with the, with the vampires, and he cannot do it. It for me it takes forever, and I'm I'm every time now that I've I've seen that that part, I'm like I'm I'm really I'm I'm just I I've, I get really furious, like the <laughs> professor, like just do it or don't do it. Just we are watching him not doing it for such mm-hmm. a long time, and mm-hmm. it's really. It really tracks all the life out of me. I cannot stand it. (laughs) So
1: maybe that shows that the age you are, because you are past that and you are adult. So do it, be adult, (laughs) kill the vampire. And I, my mother heart goes, oh, what he has to do from that part. Oh, I understand him. But, um... and then the innkeeper who wants to be with the good folk (laughs) in the same, same cellar. And don't go with the horses. I think he, they, the cook, put him with the horses. Mm-hmm. So do you think that, that he was, he, he did it, this cook put him there because he's a Jew or that because he's an innkeeper and not a count? That he's a lower person or he's just a, it's a racist mark.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, it's it's a little, it's, it's kind of why? a hazy thing. Yeah, it it, <laughs> it it was such a funny remark because he's Jewish that I think it's part of the joke for the audience. That for me, at least, when I'm looking at the the part,ly that why it's kind of funny, is you know, is you know because you know that he's also a Jewish character, so mm-hmm. it it makes it a little bit funny, but uh, because because of his reaction. That that's the funny thing about him being the Jewish, you yeah. know, that that he's reacting like why what's wrong so wrong you know like yeah, yeah. there's plenty of room here people can pass by I don't I'm not yeah, so bored you know like and that's
1: the Jewish reaction
0: yeah that's that's really funny you know yeah. that he's trying to come and then he's he's really like why are you doing this why are and I taking, yeah. and, you and know,
1: Google, no you stay here you don't yeah. uh, come with the count but. I think it's because he's—it's not a racist because he's a Jew. It's because he's not a count.
2: Yeah, he's not
1: a. a yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's not a. He's a peasant. He's an innkeeper. He's kind of a middle class. So anyway, he's accepted in that society as an innkeeper. Otherwise, he could won't keep an inn. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So he's
1: accepted as a Jew there. Yeah, I, I like so it. So it it's it, not a Jewish uh, racist. Yeah,
0: thing. I like it that in the movie nobody really cares about that Jewish Mm. aspect of him. Like, it's only for the audience a joke, but in the movie itself, there's nobody really takes notice of this. Mm. this Yeah. Um, But I think, like, one huge main spectacle of the whole film, like, I think uh, like the original name of the movie comes into The Dance of the Vampires, and it's really like um, uh, if if not if nothing if not for anything of the movie like doesn't really no matter what the movie or the rest of the movie is it really is a movie to just watch for the ending because there is uh, in the castle in, with the with the Krolok, um there is this ball a dance yearly, ball a
1: yearly ball a it's yearly funny. ball
0: yeah and this this ball is one of the most beautiful scenes i have seen in movies uh, especially with uh, vampires and ca- gothic castles it's a br- it's it's really like this huge spectacle of of an ending and they put so much effort into the costume and into the whole set piece of of that thing, and it, they are really they talk about it towards the end, and I think it really pays off in the end the whole construction of the scene. And I really, I would say that it's such a beautiful moment for me that ball scene in the end that you you could just watch the movie just for that you know mm. it's it's that kind of a scene in a movie that you should just watch the movie even though nothing else would interest you in it but just watch that it's such a for me that's a timeless uh, thing
1: yeah it is movie. a good scene it's a wonderful scene but i won't miss the rest of the film it's so so funny and exciting it's yeah. wonderful i i think it's wonderful
0: but that that that's okay um that's the thing about that this film for me because I'm I'm all I'm always uh, a little bit uh, conflicted about the movies because I really like now we have been talking about it a lot and and I really love the character I li- really love the world built it in it and I really love the execution of it that they made so much effort in it they shoot in 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 snow and in real castle. And the set pieces are amazing, like the dance ball and the um, the the uh, what else I was thinking about I don't know but the uh, and I really love talking about it, but when I watch the movie, it's not that funny for me it's not that funny it's i'm really um. I'm really sorry to say that but um actually most of the time between and if when the jokes are I'm actually kind of dragged along I'm not oh. really invested in in the movie it's, the execution mm. of humor and jokes for me in the movie doesn't really work that well and I'm mm. really sorry to say that because it's such a classic movie and it just and these kind these kind of movies are hard for me when when you when you find the, the movie and everybody seems to like it and it's such a classic movie and on paper everything works and you should like it but then you just don't that much. Like many jokes for me feel really kind of off and they don't feel well constructed. They are not okay. really They for me they are not they
2: Okay.
0: <laughs> they don't um there's there's this uh, like this scene where he they they want to go into the crypt of the vampire and it's this it's like this um uh kind of in uh yard inside the in in, in the castle and they have to walk towards the crypt there's nothing else in that yard except going to the crypt and then the huntsback sees them because he's all the time guarding mm-hmm. the crypt and he jumps in front of the door with an axe and it's a really funny funny uh, image of this hunchback. Uh, keeping his axe and then they stop suddenly you know Alfred and the professor and they are like oh no he's guarding and he's and really afraid because he, come, he can attack them and then he's like oh now we have to find another way and just whistle as if you're nothing happening and then they whistle and they turn around and then they're like oh we're just walking around in the yard and they walk back and that's the joke but I
1: don't
0: see the joke.
1: But I. That I think was it's a joke. A no, ah, that okay. was a joke.
0: That was supposed to be a funny moment. But, but see, everybody I,
1: sees their own
0: jokes. I? <laughs> uh, I really love talking about the movie, but when I watch the movie, like it's a movie that I really don't want to see another time. It really feels like um, every time I watch it, it it takes a lot of energy for me to to move on. Maybe it would maybe it's a movie that I would enjoy more when I watching when I'm watching it with you. And we would have a lot of fun together. Maybe it's a movie to be seen with the company, you know? It's a it's a it's a movie to see with other people that you can have fun with the movie, you know? To laugh well. to laugh and everything, but when I watch it alone it just doesn't do it for me.
1: Well, for me, this uh, movie gets better every time I watch it. <laughs> you know? I laugh more and more. I don't tire. And that part where they whistle, I don't see it as a joke. For me, that's I, 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 I don't see it as a joke. They save their lives, so... Very serious business. So anyway, I I was surprised to see in uh, the uh. net discussion where I was watching, where I'm reading about this film that the Rotten Tomatoes, for instance, gave it only sixty seven percent. It's for me, it's uh, incredible that. And then I found out that there are different versions going around about it. That in the beginning they made. There's a director's cut which is different, and then there's another cut which mm-hmm. the producers made them change. Like they yeah. made the change professor's voice and all kinds of yeah, things, yeah, yeah. things. And so they made it a kind of slapstick business, the more. And the producer spoiled it. But later he luckily got Polanski, I understood. He got his own version into. And I don't know which version I have seen. This, mm. this I, <laughs> I, don't I think know
0: which I how I understood it. I'm not completely cannot kind of sure, but the, the thing was that I, there was the, the for the American release they changed the name into Fearless Vampire Killers, and then they made a subtext or excuse me, your teeth are on my throat
2: In or my something head.
0: like that. Whatever yeah. to make it very goofy and things. And yeah, the, the poster itself right. is very goofy. Yeah. Mm. And I think the name Fearless Vampire Killers, now that we know it, comes from this American version, because UK release, and originally it was called The Dance of the Vampires, which mm. refers to the ball scene, and makes it more poetic. But they wanted to emphasize in the American release, apparently they wanted to empathize the comedic nutball aspect of it, which it isn't. It it's not really is a nutball. It, it, it makes there is a,
1: it just opposite, not funny at all. Uh, that I must say, because yeah. Boland's real intent was to have a really funny movie comedy. Yeah, yeah,
0: but that's it's what the Amer- But the, the American name once wanted to empathize this, but in a, for me it feels like they when when I hear the name Fearless Vampire Killers and I see the the. The poster of it and everything. I feel like it. It would be in the end more funny than what I actually saw. Like it's. It's a balance of eerie poetic atmosphere and these jokes and humor of these characters. It's not really, for me at least, it's not not
1: all the way that funny.
0: It's. It's and but and then and then I think along with the American release they made the the dubbing of the professor to make it more high-pitched and more funnier to make not...
1: made opposite
0: yeah yeah and and I really feel like that's a really bad idea
1: yeah but I'm not talking about those crazy Americans who spoiled the film I'm talking about Polanski all what? this time so yeah. What? So I'm defending Polanski and they don't care about those Americans who made this. But you were uh, talking
0: about the, the Americans. I'm just explaining the difference yeah, yeah. between these two so, versions. So people know. So I, in the end, I think... It w- so And then the last thing that I wanted to say is that the American version, they they included, they cut away pieces of the movie and they included an animated intro like Pink Panther intro mm. into the film to make it even more funnier for the, because mm. they wanted to sell it as a comedy. So if you saw it, if the version that you, because you had previously said which version did you saw? Mm. So if, remember now, the version mm. that you saw, did you see an animated intro? No. Okay, then you didn't see the American version. You saw okay, the, I saw advanced. the
1: real thing and okay. that's why I love it. I just okay,
0: love it. That, and that, that, that's it. So everybody whoever who is listening now, If you saw the version with the animated animated intro, that's probably the American version.
1: I want to say that (laughs) in my DVD, when I saw it, there was also an extra in the end, after the film. And that was the silliest thing in the world, when there was paid for a guy to act like, this is a funny, vampire, this is... No... So silly that I've never seen. So if the film was like that, I wouldn't have never looked at it. Luckily. Luckily, because it was a kind of a trailer that they want to advertise it in 1967. Something. Um, to put into that DVD. But I, it's, it, it was uh, no good at all. So I must say that the original, pure Polanski, was very good, very good and uh, and these rotten tomatoes probably saw the American version, and they don't know what they're talking about really probably. yeah, but so then there's a still do, to say about the music which is wonderful it's just wonderful it's it goes along in the very originally all around and he he's this comeda christoph comeda. Was was a friend of uh, Polanski from Poland already. Made mm. a lot of work together. He's in <clears throat> many other movies. Mm. Okay, made the music. He's he's really good. Mm. Wonderful in those mountains there when they go and they do and it's all that music is from him. I really enjoyed it. Yep. So, I, I. Love this movie, and I love this comedy. And it's for me, it's just in the right moment, the right things, the good mm. actors. So I don't understand why we got into this uh, this um, depressing mood about.
0: It. It's not depressing. I just said that I, like I that I personally don't like it. But I have to be honest.
1: Uh, you don't, Some, yeah, Sometimes yes, sometimes
0: happen. like I said, sometimes it's 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 uh it's hard to say that you want to like a movie or you expect it a lot from a movie or a movie is a classic or something and then you just feel like oh, it wasn't really I you find yourself not really enjoying it totally that much and then it's it's depressing for yourself because you, you want to um you should be honest but you also you are kind of disappointed in yourself why didn't you like it why why am i not really enjoying it as much and you wanted to enjoy for it and i think it's it's better that in the end in these kind of things that you have to just be honest you know you have to be yeah yeah and it's much better and it's okay yeah. you don't have to like every movie you know no. like
1: no the whole thing is that it's it depends on the spectator that everyone has his own
0: yeah and who, like you the, said, who you
1: prefer.
0: and and we have a, we pre- previously already talked about like our sense of humor that um, in other podcast episodes that like, for example, in the hin- Inherent Vice that people we we sometimes when we go to movies, people are laughing at totally different things that we are laughing and we are laughing at things that nobody seems to be laughing.
1: Yeah, it depends you
0: know? on our past and history. And so current. like, so like what? The yard scene with the whistling and stuff like what you were saying—that it's—you didn't even take it as a joke. No. Neither, neither me. So you can, everybody can find in this film things that they like, and I liked, for example, a lot of things about this movie. I don't say. I liked it's a bad it when
1: movie. the innkeeper is turned around as, as uh, like a propeller in the on the table when he's yeah. in ice. It's, <laughs> like, and the wife is uh, whoa
0: whoa. Yeah yeah it's like creepy. like. For exa- like that, it actually happens. I think three times in the whole movie, which is a lot yeah. compared to other things. That people freeze still, and it's yeah. very caricaturic. It's like yeah, a, yeah. it's like a cartoon level yeah. of of ridiculousness of of when they yeah. freeze up. Like first of all, in the beginning, the 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 yeah, yeah. the professor is frozen mm-hmm. in the sledge, and and he's totally frozen, and mm-hmm. then uh and then the innkeeper is back, and he's like st- in this ridiculous still i I don't know like yeah, yeah. like like his his whole all his arms and legs are open, and he's he's frozen still, and they turn him around on the table and I was thinking all the time when when they were bringing him inside that what made him into that position mm. and then hold it like that until he's frozen. Mm. It's it's so funny mm. to to even think about it. Like they yes. they just made it for the scene, you know.
1: Yeah, those really things funny. are part of it. That you can think, well, how did they do that? <laughs> how did they get the wolves there? And how did they get the, all the how? And so <laughs> so you can be amazed and laughing about that already, mm. you no? Know? Mm. And then the innocent face of Polanski is using his the way he looks like his nose and he looks like the little Tomte. Tomte, you know, a little uh, a Christmas character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. And then the teeth. They are also in many parts there. They are not only Kukul, but the, the vampire also, this cr- Count, mm-hmm. Kurolof, he, when he bears his teeth, and the uh, Sharon they this around. They, There are the teeth. So I'm very eager to see this new film, which was now shown in Cannes. Mm-hmm. Cannes now this year, Cannes Festival, which was uh, acclaimed very much. I have known nothing else about it that is German, by Maren Ade directed, and it's called Tony Erdmann, and ah. uh, and uh, he's making fun there in that film, supposedly with forced teeth in making life uh, somehow light or something. And it's, uh, it sounds incredible that you can make a good film out of false teeth. But, uh, but they yeah. almost gave it the main prize in Cannes. Mm, okay. Tony Erdman. So it's coming now in autumn to the theatres. I'm very curious about that. Mm. So uh, Polanski already used it there, and now he has seen Tarantini using this uh, door Closing mm-hmm. on the inn and all kinds—it it stays in the film history. This film, yeah, I there have is fun more and more every time I see it. I love more even, <laughs> yeah. and and the dance scene—I—I—I I, I also really love.
0: Mm-hmm. There are many beautiful, incredible elements in this movie, and it's really—it's really a beautiful film.
1: Yeah, and what the, what about von Krolok when he? says that now welcome everybody to the dance. I have a real good surprise for you
2: No uh,
1: and (laughs) another surprise and this is not enough we have a bonus surprise (laughs) and it's humans
0: He he says it with with, like you you say it's such a funny light wave and and he says it like this such a he like he even all, he he makes it like he he's all the time very serious you know like okay because we said it earlier that count Krolok is very serious and basically that that one moment is that one moment when he allows himself to go ridiculous you know and he 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 overacts his mm-hmm. whole moment of speech and he makes this over dramatic And we have a feast, a surprise. You know, it's like it's really like a villain uh, speech, uh, and it's it's really funny in its ridiculousness. Like that's what I liked about that's that's one element that I really liked about in that movie. There is like bits and here that I like. For me, the most funniest, the most things that I really enjoy are details in the whole film there and here that really stick to me and I, I really love them.
1: For me, you know what was the... I love all of it. Really all of it. It's a complete set for me. But the most scene which I like is the one when they're on the roof. Oh,
2: they're walking
1: on you? the roof and the ice and they're falling down any minute but they keep up before they go to the vault down and to uh-huh. the stuck to the window before uh, the, yeah. the and the, the remember down the roof and uh mm. it's a sloping roof which and the back falls down and disappears into the valley.
2: Yeah,
0: the, I love <laughs> that sort of the bag. Yeah, yeah. that's funny.
1: How did they do that? Did
0: yeah, I, I really wonder that they found this perfect slope for the pack yeah. and it just keeps going, the, it's one shot, and this pack just keeps going, 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 and I... I it's you see, till
1: ridiculous. the end. Yeah. And do you remember this, uh, Kukul? Kukul, when he falls down, and when he goes after them, and in the end he falls down on, on the ravine, straight mm. down, and uh-huh. disappears. Yeah, with his, uh, uh, he has a coffin, which is going on. No. And he, he disappears on the ravine, and that's an exact scene from Revenant, when the horse goes down.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's going Wait. down with the Leonardo
1: yeah. DiCaprio goes with the horse down the ravine, exactly like Kukul in this film goes down.
2: Mm, yeah.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't see any funny in it, but I was rolling around the floor. If that
0: was. Yeah, it's also funny the. I, I, in that voice. When the
1: evil suddenly disappears, and never shows again. Yeah. Yeah, that's the evil disappearing.
0: Like in like in that that scene, I I more enjoy the editing. It's again very cheap editing, <laughs> but it's funny. You know, that's that's the funny thing about it it's not a bad fell movie. Into funny, this it's just
1: cheapness. Yeah. I fall into this cheapness completely, I see, then I have a lot of fun with it. You can't prevent me. So, <laughs> so you know that uh, it, this was done in '67, mm-hmm. 1967. So, 1997, Roman Polanski directed a musical out of uh, this and called The Dance of Vampires. Uh, he directed and it's still it? Di- he directed it in Vienna first. Mm. And later he directed it in many places also, and it's also going now in Finland. In Mm. I don't think, oh no, no, it's still going, but maybe musical theater piece, and it's very successful. For thirty years, after the film, this came to be a popular musical which people enjoy. Mm. Yeah,
0: yeah, they talk. uh, I hear a lot about that musical. Yeah, I.
1: I'm very happy for him because he needs some money to make more films and so on, so I hope he gets more money for that and he's successful with it and mm-hmm. everything. So, all this, this, what comes to my mind now is that, you know, I'm your mother and mm-hmm. you're my son and you don't care about this film so much. It's too childish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love it because it's childish. Mm-hmm. It's a kind of a Upside down situation. So uh, <coughs> I want to tell you something which I like very much. Yeah. That you know Tony Leung?
0: Tony Long? Tony Leung?
1: But Tony Long or Tony Leung? It's written <laughs> Leung? Yeah, Tony, it's
0: an actor from uh, Wong Kar-wai's films, a lot. Uh, it's a Chinese I actor.
1: Yes, the Chinese actor mm-hmm. from uh, from his and other films too, but mainly Wong Kar-wai. He's,
0: he's, That's how we uh, know it. That's yeah. That's why we love him.
1: We love him. Are uh, uh, you love him too? I love him. I like the So world. he's a sensuous actor, an intelligent person and beautiful. So when he, <clears throat> he was a child, so his mother took him to a movie. mm mm-hmm. And he was fascinated, it was called The Dance of the Vampires. (laughs) And he was laughing all through, it's still in his mind, he remembers it. Mm -hmm. That's uh, the most funny film ever, he laughed so much the whole time through. And he didn't understand if it's a comedy or something else, but for him it was a complete comedy. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So, he was six years old. Mm -hmm. So that shows, yeah, and it, it's in my DVD, which is a Swedish DVD. It's written, it's forbidden from children. <laughs> <laughs> that's forbidden and that's those Chinese mothers. Mm. <laughs> so, and those, those times to protect them from all the bad. But he still remembers it as from his
0: childhood and uh, I agree with him completely well, I am really try nice. I may be six years old so what yeah and I could I could agree that it's not that it's not a scary movie like it's it's not a uh, he uses horror elements and like the when the herbert is running after I think that's maybe the scariest for me you know like and of course if somebody's really afraid of the vampire teeth and blah, you know like that image this can be like a serious image but otherwise this is very much just a light comedy movie it's it's mostly of alfred and the professor going around and the the most active vampire or that we see er, earlier in the in the film is the we we mostly see like the hunchback and the innkeeper, basically, you know, and they are not really a, a scary persons. They are just goofy characters, you know, going around, and it's all goofy characters there and here. So it's 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 I think it's for everybody, you know. It's not um, it's uh, so yeah, I think anybody can see this film.
1: I wish that all the fairy tales were filmed like that. Serious stuff. You no. Know? Mm-hmm. I I wish so. So anyway, um, when we come to the end of the matter, with this for me, these were the four four best vampire films. Yeah. Because they were most, uh, more cinematographic films in general. And vampire, so, but, and everyone likes, likes, like we said, uh, likes what he likes, according to his own uh, taste.
2: Yeah, this so, was
0: in a way very good uh, insight into four examples of what you like.
1: Yeah, there are four different movies. types of of uh, vampire films, which are great movies, for mm. me at least, and uh, they all all are five star films for me, I really. But all of them I love, I really love. But my preference from all these four goes to thirst, the, and the, that is because of maybe because of my temperament. I love that uh, action in the inside the family there.
0: Ah, yeah, so thirst. the South Korean movie Thirst.
1: Yeah, by Chan Wuk Park.
0: Yeah, so you like that's the most. It's really. Yeah, I
1: like. I prefer that from all these. If I have to pick one, but I mm. realize that all three are great. All four are great movies.
2: Yeah, that's how
0: yeah. I also felt when you were talking about it and everything, and how I know you is that it really kind of speaks to you the most. Like mm. it really. So it's again it's, it. The way you talked about it, it really bring, brings me back to that Moebius and Kim Ki uh, uh aspects of of um, characters and storytelling and things that you you have always seemed to like a lot, mm. and families, you know, and, and relations. Yeah,
1: that's it. Mm. In here, we don't have the family; we we only have this. Parenting. This professor parenting, yeah, mm-hmm. adult coming to adult and so on, it's different.
0: And then Let the Right One In was about bullying and childhood,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and Only Lovers Left Alive was about time, it was about generations yeah. and the...
2: And the marriage.
0: Civilization of, human civilization.
1: Mm. And
0: then, yeah, like, yeah, marriage in a way, yeah.
1: Yeah, they numbers. all have different uh, different uh, c- c- relations.
0: Yeah. Uh, how many points did you give?
1: Five Philip? five stars. Ah. By, uh, this.
0: <laughs> no question about
1: <laughs> No question. They get better every time and they will not go away from the c- cinema history.
0: So all of these were five stars. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, can you guess how many stars I gave to Fearless?
1: Uh, maybe one?
0: <laughs> no.
1: Uh, for the party business, you gave maybe six. Two from the ten. Oh. Uh, I think I
0: gave seven out of ten. Uh. So it was...
1: Oh, good for you, good for you, yeah.
0: But it's still a really good. And I really it's a enjoyed, great
1: achievement from Roman Polanski, I, I
0: I I really love the movie... There's a lot of good things, but I'm I'm for me it's just I'm really sad that the watching experience itself I I cannot really go into it, uh-huh. but I in, in concepts uh, conceptualized I I love a lot about it.
1: Yeah, yeah. This uh, Roman Polanski himself is uh, is making very uneven products for me. Mm-hmm. Some are brilliant brilliant films like uh, when you think about uh, what is Inho? Disgust. Is the, do you know, this, what was the name of the film Inho in English? Repulsion. The, Repulsion, yeah. Mm. Repulsion, it's uh, Rosemary's Baby, Pianist, Carnage, The Knife in Water. Chinatown. Chinatown ghostwriter. Mm. There are just superb films, and then he goes to flops like Bitter Moon and Ninth Gate, and I can't understand that. And it
0: Ninth Gate out. was... Cr- okay.
1: Yeah, uh, you told me. You, I like that movie. But still, <laughs> I can't see. Like, you can't see in this, I can't see in that. So, uh, something to do with it, maybe he was blinded by this uh, actress, this whom he married, later, like Emmanuel Sengner who was acting in Bitter Moon and Ninth Gate she was not good in that It's something wrong with her completely and then in uh, François Ozon, this Dalla Maison you remember this film Dalla Maison mm. Emmanuel Seigneur is very good she's mm. good actress and it's kind of uh, not understandable in my mind How can, how come is it something to do with the, their relation when she acts for his ha- her husband, Roman Polanski? It's something, problems. So, this I wanted to add here. Maybe, yeah. Here, because this is a great uh, line of films, this Roman Polanski. He's a great... Uh, well,
0: for like... F- yeah, we have different opinions about it, but then like in Fearless, when he puts himself into the movie, it feels like for me... Like, like he, when he starts acting himself, it starts going a little bit down for me. Or me not. <laughs> but then again, the pianist, he puts a lot of himself into it. And of course, in all of his films, I But
1: there was Adrian Brody.
0: Yeah, then it was better. He didn't act himself.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it was his life story. Yeah. You
0: know? Almost like this? Yeah, anyway, we don't know. We, we, we see this movie very differently, and I think neither way is this wrong
1: yeah but that's a greatness in movies. Mm. you can see it in any way you are in any time it's, it's all yeah. and I think, and things. I
0: really think like anybody who, who would be interested in seeing are like a little bit maybe afraid of our talking about it or something like that, I don't know
2: yeah it's went um, too
1: depressed hoo,
0: hoo. I mean like anybody here uh if they're interested in seeing the movie but are afraid of our talking about it or something but Maybe that's my recommendation to see this film is to see it with a good company. With yeah. somebody you love watching films and you love laughing about films or laugh with the film, you know, like we I remember many times with my mother like we would watch all kind of films like um let's say like a, we watch with um uh, that would not, not necessarily by themselves feel funny or,
1: you know... Like it Murnau, I remember this, yeah, we mur- watched this old Murnau film, was the, funny together to watch. We watched this
0: uh, German black and white film by Murnau, and it was really the funniest movies <laughs> that we were watching, just because we had so much fun looking yeah. at the movie. Mm-hmm. So I think if I would have seen Fearless Vampire Killers with you together I think it would have been so much more fun. It would have movie. been
1: a blast. I
0: would have I yeah. I would have given it like 8 or 9. <laughs> but because I watched it alone and and with Mera we also yeah, it yeah. then it just didn't I think it needs uh, this is a movie for me that I would say that needs a certain company to see it. Yeah.
1: For me so at least. So that's to think about it. It can change the film in different time, in different company. It can change to something else.
2: Yeah,
1: that's good with movies too.
0: So that's that's my opinion about it. So I think that concludes our vampires. Yeah. So so far, maybe we will because now there's so many vampire films, and we, like we said, we watched a lot of vampire films. So maybe we will go into vampires.
1: But later. Maybe
0: later. Yeah, like, we will see. Like, maybe we have now some other films that we want to talk about next time.
2: Mm. And
0: this was as a, as a nice series of four episodes. Like, we talk now whew, a lot <laughs> about vampires. <laughs> so, um... Uh, we'll see. Maybe there's uh, other movies that we would rather talk next time. And... Um, until that time. I,
1: uh, yeah, we thank all the listeners. And, yeah. And uh, see you next time.
0: See you next time. Bye bye. Bye bye. You have been listening to PC Movie Club podcast hosted by me, Aaron, and my mother, Lisa. To learn more about our episodes, you can go to pcmovieclub.com and look up more content of our podcast, like, for example, a detailed timeline of the topics discussed in each episode, And a summarized list of the movies we mentioned In case something caught your ear but you missed the title Not to forget to mention, of course, our amazing unique cover illustrations For every podcast and article done by either me or my mother The great guitar piece you heard under the sound effects and dialogue from a movie in the opening theme Was composed by a talented Spanish artist, Javier Suarez God, I hope I pronounced his name correctly who offers original music through his website BetterWithMusic.com to be used in all kinds of audiovisual projects under the Creative Commons license.
2: So do check out his music. I hope you enjoyed your time with us as much as we enjoyed making it.